Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, all right, let's try this again. A little slow start today, but we ain't mad about it. I ain't mad about it. You mad about it? You ain't mad about it. I ain't mad about it. I was just talking. That's all. I was just talking. All right, here's the deal. Uh, I want to welcome everybody once again. Thank you for listening. I know the YouTube chat is up there bumping. I don't know what that means, but I wanted to be cool. All right, Deshaun Watson spoke yesterday. This is driving me crazy. It's not really driving me crazy. It's just something that I, I'm curious about. I'm uber curious what the Cleveland Browns know that we don't. How is it just okay? He said yesterday that he regrets the impact that these lawsuits have had on his community, his team, fans, blah, 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 blah. And he stood up there, and I got to tell you, when I watched Deshaun Watson speak, you kind of believe him. Like, I don't believe anybody. I mean, nobody. And in fact, this morning, my wife was telling me a couple stories from this January 6th, and I am always the devil's advocate. I'm like, yeah, okay, really? You know, but I'm watching Deshaun Watson. I'm like, all right. I mean, you can lie to yourself enough that you believe your own lies. Like every day for my entire life, I've looked at the mirror and I've said, this is one handsome face. I don't understand how this is not in Hollywood. And then I see a video of me and I go, oh my God, lose weight, blah, 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 blah. Do something, please, anything. I don't care, do anything. So you can't, he regrets. He did not say that he regretted anything relative to the victims. And a lot of people are up in arms in that, but that's a lawyer thing, right? I mean, isn't that just a lawyer saying, hey, look, uh, you can't say anything that would even give a little bit of a hint that you are guilty because that little bit of a hint will be exploited in open court if or when this whole thing goes to open court. So Deshaun Watson, actually, if you just take things objectively, yesterday probably helped himself in the court of a public opinion. He did not uh, say anything about his guilt. He maintained his innocence. He maintained regret. He looked people in the eye. He seemed sincere. But don't most sociopaths and psychopaths, aren't they able to do that? I'm not saying he is. I'm just telling you, objectively, if you look at these things, you have to look at everything. Does that really matter? Has he been coached? Is this real? I mean, may, hey, look, maybe the dude thinks in his mind he did absolutely nothing wrong. It would be odd for 24 or more women to all come together and lie. Maybe it's unprecedented. But, hey, we're going to find out. Here's my problem. And this isn't really my problem. It just makes me wonder. You know, NFL quarterbacks, the most exposed, the toughest position, the highest profile, blah, 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 blah. And when you are a supposed top five quarterback in the league, you get under more scrutiny, right? You find it. You hear it. It comes at you. Boom, boom, boom. All sides. Remember last year? Remember last year, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't get a shot. And I mean to tell you, every little media guy, our guy here, 
the great Greggy Doyle. He's knocking him out. Everybody's taking swings. You couldn't watch NFL Live without boom, 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 boom. You couldn't watch none of it, none of it, without watching some pundit take a swing at Aaron Rodgers. Hell, some of those fat asses on ESPN, they got themselves jobs. They're the big whatever. They're, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, hey, look, criticizing Aaron Rodgers, it'll help people. My friend Pat McAfee had Rodgers on. They had a rational conversation, and McAfee even got ripped. McAfee never gets ripped. But Pat had Rodgers on. Rodgers would do interviews. Rodgers would sit there and do exactly what Deshaun Watson did, be very convincing of what his stance was. Pat would talk to him, and people ripped Pat. I mean, if you came within a freaking driver, a nine iron, of the show of, of uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, you got caught in a wake of hate. So yesterday, I don't even know why, because I think the show's crap, but I turned on just to see what was being said about Deshaun Watson. There were six people on the panel, not a panel. They had people from different places. There were two women, Laura Rutledge, who I'll give a bit of a pass because she is the host. Now understand this. Everybody piled on Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if you were the host, the sideline reporter, the analyst, everybody, the radio host, everybody. But okay, I'll give Rutledge a pass. She had some lady named Kimberly Martin. I don't know who the hell Kimberly Martin is, but she's on my TV reporting live from wherever. Kimberly Martin didn't say squat. RG3 didn't say squat. What's his name? Griffin? I watched RG3 standing right there at the national championship game. He was in the suite next to me with Chip and Joanna. Everybody moved away from Robert Griffin III. He was a child. He's like an idiot. He wore his own little jersey. His wife didn't even want to be around him from what I saw. Like, this is this guy, and now this guy's on our television with some woman named, uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, 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 Martin. All right. So I'm listening to these people. One of those team, one of those newspaper guys, I don't think it was Dan Graziano. I, I don't know who it was. And I can't even read my own writing on who it was. But I got Robert Griffin. I got Laura Rutledge. I got this Kimberly, whatever her Martin, uh, a writer guy, whatever. Maybe it was Graziano. I don't know. Oh, Ryan Clark was on. Ryan Clark got opinion on everything, right? Everybody's bad in Ryan Clark's world. Oh, my God. Ryan Clark, he knows all. Ryan Clark backed out, punked out, whatever you want to say. They all punked out. Every single person on that show, for whatever the reason, didn't say squat. I wish I could swear on this show. They didn't say nothing. There's a thing. Are we doing filler or are we doing real content? And usually when you're on a panel about something as egregious as 24, 26 women alleging uh, sexual misconduct by a top five quarterback, at least you would hear one of these clowns say something of substance, something detrimental, something of an opinion relative to a guy showing up at camp with 24 freaking people saying sexual misconduct 
But not one of them said squat. Laura Rutledge was ridiculous. And I like Laura. She's a nice young lady. Kimberly Martin, don't know her. She was idiotic. Uh, the writer guy was so afraid to say, he was a white dude. He was so afraid to say anything. Robert Griffin looked like he was uh, in some kind of quarterback club with Deshaun Watson. And man, oh man, did the great Ryan Clark shut up. It was the most chicken blank thing that I've seen. I'm not surprised. I just want to know why. Why is everyone, women included, so freaking afraid of this guy, Deshaun Watson? Why are they so unwilling to say, look, I don't know what the hell the deal is, but this guy's obviously got some issues. Why the hell is he on an NFL field? At least one of them. I mean, Dan Orvlosky, Ryan Clark, these guys are freaking stars. Nobody ever heard of them when they played, but they're stars now. I mean, they are stars. I mean, Orvlosky has articles. He's the next big thing, even though he ran out of the end, whatever. But they don't say nothing. They got opinions on everything. Everything. Ryan Clark tell you how bad white dudes are. Clay Travis, everything else. Dan Orvlosky tell you this, that, and the other. Hey, I haven't heard him say nothing. And my question is simple. Why? Why? I know why Orvlosky and Rutledge and the writers, because they don't want to be called an is. I mean, they don't want to be, and, and, and doing it uh, with, P, I, they don't want to be called an is. They don't want to be called, hey, man, you're an is. You're a racist. That's why they don't. That's why you don't see our guy here in Indy, Tim Doyle, he writes, or Greg Doyle, he writes everything. Oh, man, we're all supposed to get bass. Archie Miller, standing ovation, body bags at the 500. No, he did write about it a few weeks ago. But now the dude's at training camp. I don't hear nothing. Is anybody in Cleveland saying anything? Anything? Where's Mary Kay Cabot? What's she writing? I mean, why is my question. I know why white media dudes don't. But let's be honest. 24 women alleging continuing on with a suit. Now, the NFL has cover because they're saying they're investigating. The media, silent. You can go through this whole thing. You can go through, you can go to Twitter and you can tweet to Sean Watts and you're not going to read a damn thing from any columnist anywhere about Deshaun Watson being a bad guy and he should not be on the field. I've looked. I, I, I've looked. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I don't know. Browns Nation, couple bloggers. Blogger guy Clutch Point says a Houston detective testifies she thought Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson has committed crimes, though he was not indicted for any. Her deposition is 230 pages long, highlights some of the arguments taking shape in civil cases. Let me explain this also to you. This is the time of year where you should be all over these stories. Let's be honest, here in Indianapolis, I got the NBA Finals, but damn, I got to search for stuff to talk about. Now, luckily, this is a national show, so Linda Cohn's going to join us, and we're going to talk some hockey. But let's be honest. Hey, white media is so scared, man. You're going to be called an ist. Okay. Uh, 
Call me whatever you want, but let me ask you a question. Why is it Deshaun? Why is Deshaun Watson on the field? I don't care that he's on the field personally. Doesn't matter to me. I'm just curious, and it really has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. I'm just curious. Why is everyone so scared of this guy? I understand why masseuses or, or physical therapists should be scared of this guy. Why isn't anybody asking, hey, look, man, uh, how do trainers feel about working with this guy? I mean, the players are all going to say the right thing. He's our guy, man. Hey, look, innocent until proven guilty. Deshaun's, I get the stupidity of players. We all get that. But is anybody asking any of the trainers, the physical therapists, anybody asking the team doctors? Maybe there's a female. Anybody? Anywhere? Of course not. But, man, Aaron Rodgers doesn't take a shot. And boom. Boom. Aaron Rodgers, the worst guy in the history of the world. I can't believe Aaron Rodgers putting lives in jeopardy. Aaron Rodgers, blah, 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 blah. You get that group together on Aaron Rodgers, oh, man, everybody but maybe RG3 because of the quarterback's club thing. But, hell, I mean, if you're going to be on ESPN and you're going to be on NFL Live or you're going to be on any of these stations, it's an opinion show. There's a difference between a news show and an opinion show. Holy hell. I'm telling you, don't be an ass. What? Nobody's being an ist if you just say what's real. Jeez. Oh, man, I get a kick. I may watch it again today to see Laura Rutledge break down the news. Yeah. All right. Go get them, Laura. Kimberly Martin. I'm here uh, at Brown's camp, and uh, Deshaun Watson spoke to the media and says he has no regret. This is an opinion show. And then when they throw it back to him, Filler or opinion? They gave you a filler on the day the dude spoke. Honest to God, I said, and I bring this up all the time, I said I will not go swimming with a woman that is not my wife in a pool. I got a call from Stephanie Drooley, who is one of the heads of ESPN. Well, there are some women at ESPN that are upset. I go, really? They're upset about that? What are they? They into uh, cheating on their husbands, or uh, what are we doing? Not one woman in ESPN is upset about this whole Deshaun Watson thing. But hey, <laughs> I love this show. I don't like this show. I love me some of this show. But isn't it amazing? Isn't it fascinating? Isn't it truly fascinating? And I guarantee, when you watch it again today. The big swagoo and Dan Orkloski, you know, and, and Keyshawn. I'm not going to say Jack. Not even sort of. They're so damn afraid or protective or whatever. 26 women. Hey, if I were a media guy, I'd be asking a woman trainer, how do you feel? But apparently that would make me an ist. Might be an ist for all you did against uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. What do I know? It's such funny stuff, though. Uh, would you pay a million dollars for a Michael Jordan rookie baseball card, a softball card? No, neither. Basketball card. I got to tell you, here's my thought on baseball cards. And these are all baseball. Okay, this is a basketball card. Here's my thought on it. You ready? My thought is this. 
uh, who does what after paying a million dollars with the card and you're the last guy to buy? Hey, I got this card. Oh, cool. Uh, it's Michael Jordan's card. Oh, cool. Uh, you want to see my damn please act card? You want to see my uh, Ichiro card? I mean, <laughs> what do what you do with it? Like, I got this Honus Wagner card for $6 million. Really? Who cares? I mean, good. It is Flair's 2006-2007 baseball release. 20th anniversary buyback autograph program, 23 number. A rare Michael Jordan rookie card sold with Auction House Christie's for $1.008 million, including fees and premiums, a record. It set the sports card industry aflame in the wake of the last dance. There's only 23 of these. It was graded 8.5. You know what kind of nerd you got to be to get all this done. Or you're an investor. Look, I wouldn't mind having that card for about 10 grand and turning it over for a million point zero zero eight. You know, I am the guy that had baseball cards, all of them, everyone that's mothered literally in brown paper bags throughout. I'm literally that guy. So maybe I'm just a little bitter at the baseball card industry, but I've never understood this. I will never understand this. And I don't think uh, you can ever convince me otherwise. But what's the last guy do? Anybody know? I'll ask. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yesterday I talked about it. I'm not going to stop talking about this. Uh, Brittany Griner, I got two Britneys I'm talking about today. Well, one, I, look, you should be ashamed of yourself if you're on Twitter and the comments that were made about Brittany Griner. Look, I understand Brittany Griner did something illegal in Russia, allegedly. I understand that, quote, in some places we actually enforce our laws. Look, I understand that in the United States we no longer enforce our laws. Hell, right there at the Walmart, uh, right down the street from me, uh, on our next door app, somebody reported, eh, a bunch of people just coming in, taking what they want and leaving. So I get what you're saying, that we are becoming a lawless society. But I got to tell you, what's happening here with Brittany Griner, and I'm going to take the politics out of this. What's happening here with Brittany Griner is inhumane. A very good friend was in a German jail. It ain't pretty. He was in there with a skinhead. It wasn't fun. But Brittany Griner's detention has been extended till the earliest. It would be the third, second, third of July. Now, look, I, there's no guarantee she gets out then. None. But I got to tell you, the idea from you folks out there that say, well, she didn't stand for the anthem. She's getting what she deserves is absolutely asinine. I mean, it is absolutely, incredibly asinine. I mean, this is a human being, whether you agree with her politics or not. And again, I don't even know that she did it because I'm not sitting here trusting Russia. I'm not. You're not. We all are in other areas. Now, all of a sudden, we trust Russia when it comes to this. And yes, when she got arrested, I did say, how dumb are you? You're in Russia at a time when the United States was dumb enough to give $40 billion to the Ukraine to fight against Russia. You're a high-profile person in the United States walking to Russia and allegedly gave them a reason to arrest you. Yes, that's exactly what I said. But I've also uh, seen where we're four months later. It's time to get this woman out. Now, let me put the politics in. I don't care what any of you think. Uh, this would have been handled had Trump been in office, and I don't like it. 
I don't like it even a little bit. That should not be. Our president should dominate. Our president should be strong. He should be tough. He should be able to do this. I also understand there are other political prisoners. I get it. But this is a high profile one. This one's making the United States look bad if we're just going to talk politics. But even more than that, there's a young woman right there that is in a Russian prison for at the worst we're hearing a little bit of vape. Now, look, I get it. You break the law, you break the law. But four months seems like a pretty hefty sentence to me for what she did. It's time to get her out. I mean, it just is. It's time that we don't have a weak-ass president. It's time that we don't have a weak-ass country. It's time that we are a little bit respected, a little bit feared, and we go and get her out. I'm not saying we use force. I'm not saying we bomb places. But however you do it diplomatically, look, I'm sitting in my basement talking to you. We got Biden and all his uh, all his crooks, I'm sorry, cronies that are up there that have been in politics for 50 years. If you've been in politics for 50 years, shouldn't you know how to get this woman out of there? Shouldn't you have some relationships other than taking money and watching your son take money and then doing coke or whatever? They I'm tired of this. Shouldn't you know? Why do we not have term limits if we're going to keep these people in for this long and they can't do jack shit? That's infuriating to me. It really is. It, it's, it's absolutely infuriating to me that she is in there and we have such a weak-ass president that has put us, the United States, in a position of disrespect. 50 years you've been in office. You don't have a relationship with those folks? People always got mad because Trump actually talked to our enemies. Well, anybody with any kind of brain knows enemies close, excuse me, friends close, enemies close. Man, get Brittany out. Honest to God, get Brittany Griner out. I mean, I, it, my pressure is this. Somebody with some stones needs to step the hell up, and I don't give a damn what you believe. If Trump was in there, she'd have been out. Man, yet people are still going to vote for whichever little party line they vote for. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, and I'm not even a political guy. But that woman needs to be out. Jeez. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are unbelievable. Are they ever going to lose again? Listen to this. 17 home runs in their last four games. Well, they won 13, 14 in a row. Remember, they started out slow. Freddie Freeman wasn't around anymore. They won the World Series, which, look, here's the deal. Anytime you win a championship, you know what you do for the next four or five months or however long your offseason is? You think about the championship. Ah, it's exactly what you do. Exactly. So, of course, you start slow. I have a story for everything, as you all know. I went to Indiana in the fall of 1981. You know what happened in the spring of 1981? The Indiana Hoosiers won the national championship. You know what the first day on campus was? Bob Knight telling everybody, all right, stop worrying about last year's national championship. And we had two guys, Randy Whitman and Ted Kitchell. They were both the guy. The guy. We, Isaiah had left. Landon Turner had gotten hurt. Couple seniors had left. Guess what? The two guys that were back were Randy Whitman and Ted Kitchell. And Knight was brutal on them from the start. We didn't have a great year. Didn't have a horrible year. The next year we won the Big Ten. We're number one in the country. But it is hard coming back from a championship. So the Braves start slow. They lose Freddie Freeman. The next thing you know, my God, all they're doing is hitting home runs. Acuna's back playing. His brain's out. The team seems to have a chemistry. Uh, what's his name? Dansby Swanson or Swanson Dansby's a mother. It's unbelievable. It's fun to watch. Stay tuned. Baseball needs a great story. 
Baseball needs an absolutely fantastic story. And I got to tell you, they got one. They got one this year. Now, look, next year, baseball will be better. Baseball will not have the shift and a variety of other things. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, at this moment, New York is rocking and rolling in baseball. You got a team that everybody knows, the Braves, is winning 14 in a row. They're unbelievable. Baseball is right where it needs to be at this time in the summer because I think tomorrow night – is it tomorrow night? Yeah, it's tomorrow night. Uh, I think the NBA is going to be over and the playoffs and the finals are going to be over and all eyes turn to baseball. That's it. That's it. So there you go. The YouTube chat is bumping. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That's what people are saying about uh, Brittany Griner. Really? That's your answer. That's your answer. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That's your answer. All right. Uh, okay. Everything goes back to Trump. Oh, Trump had accusers. Hey, man, I don't know. But I know this. Hey, certainly when Trump had his accusers, Ed Rogers, certainly people were critical. I mean, damn, you couldn't swing a dead cat without people being critical of every area of Donald Trump. Now, all of a sudden, okay, let's say he had 24. Well, Sean Watson got 24, and you can argue, certainly higher pay. Uh, you can argue that an NFL quarterback, way higher pay, uh, generates as much, not as much as Trump, but as much interest as most. And nobody's, everybody in the media is afraid to say anything. Let me ask you, Ed Rogers. Trump, he had 24 accusers. Let's just say that. People weren't afraid to come at him. This guy, Watson, 24 accusers. I don't know. I don't know. That's your point. Answer it for me. We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Imagine this. It is what the hell Wednesday. It is raucous here today. Imagine this. You have been married to your wife 16 years. You have three daughters. Uh, a Chinese man surnamed Chen from Pingai Providence in eastern China began having suspicions about his wife, you, last year. Chen was working in another city. I want to make sure I got this right to support his wife and his family, calling regularly until she began to avoid him, explaining she wanted to work away from home. Chen managed to track you down at a hotel in eastern China and watched his wife checking out with another man. He forgave her. But he did decide to do a paternity test on his daughters, three daughters. None of the three daughters were his children. How about that? So you, his wife, disappeared and is untraceable. He began reaching out uh, to local media. They contacted you over the phone, asked her about the situation. She didn't said she did not cheat on her husband and that biologic paternity is not important. 
And the woman you criticized her husband for seeking a divorce. Couples who are sterile adopt kids all the time. Please try to emphasize with me. The three children called him dad for many years, but now he says the daughters are not his. What's the difference between him and an animal? It's the guy's fault that she was stooping some dude, got knocked up, not once, not twice, not three. Well, yes, three times. It's the guy's fault that Ms. You was throwing it all over the place, got caught throwing it all over the place. And next thing you know, it's the dude's fault for questioning. Now, let me explain this to you. The guy got to be hurting. The guy raised, this woman is right, you. The, The guy raised this this woman, these kids, these women. And now all of a sudden, 16 years of marriage, he finds out not only is his wife a, do I say it? I won't say it. A cheating, lying dirtbag. That was not what I was going to say. But it's now his fault, according to the woman. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, a lawyer said that Chen is fully capable of divorcing you if he believes that her actions severely harm their relationship. I got to tell you. You know, your wife goes out. She heads to Gucci. She spends $1,500 on a purse. That ain't great for the relationship, particularly if, like most of us, you're living paycheck to paycheck. That, But your wife goes out, throws it around, has three kids, doesn't tell you. She already been caught cheating once, and you've been raising these kids, and you decide one day, ah, hell, I'll just do a paternity test and you find out these kids aren't you, I would say that is the very definition of harming the relationship. I don't know. Call me crazy. Call me nuts. But (laughs) that's like a friend of mine. I've told you this story before. Got caught cheating. His wife walked in. He was literally in bed with another woman. He looked at her. He said, honey, I'm not cheating on you. You can believe me or what your eyes are telling the rest of the story was she threw a clock at him and left and divorced him. And I think he's still paying money on it. That is a what the hell. That's kind of a wacky what the hell. But guys, I'm telling you, be careful here. All right. This is filed under. I asked Lee this today. Lee is my wife, for those of you that don't know. But I asked today, my wife, would you allow a company, a pest control company, to pay us $2,000, I want to ask, two grand to release 100 cockroaches in your house. All right? Now, this is what happened. Would you live with the cockroaches? Uh, No, not even once. But here's the deal. The Pest Informer, a company out of Raleigh, is offering homeowners $2,000 to let 100 American cockroaches into their home for a pest control treatment study. As technology advances, we're looking for the most greatest ways to get rid of pests, the pest informer said in advertising. The company explained it's looking for five to seven homeowner volunteers to test out specific pest control techniques. Techniques. Those who sign up for the study would be paid to admit hundreds of disgusting new tenants, i.e. cockroaches, into their homes for 30 days. They then will use the new technique 
to attempt to eradicate the roaches and gauge how effective the treatment is. All right. Now, full disclosure, I got to tell you, if I'm the pest control company, makes a little bit of sense. I think it does. I, I think, hey, look, we, uh, we, we, we'll pay you. We'll let them in. Uh, we're going to get them out. And you're going to make two grand. I got to tell you, there is absolutely no chance in holy hell. I'm trying to get to the YouTube chat over here. Uh, I'm trying to get, you know, to see what the answer is on the YouTube chat. Hey, Dylan, can we put a uh, poll out on the YouTube chat? Would you do that? I guess the YouTube chat's staying political. That's fine. That's good. Uh, Dan, I'll send an application for pest control using my neighbor's address. Oh, uh, this is great. This is why Sean Black is the president of the YouTube chat. He says, how about 2000 a day for 30 days? Would you do that? Would you do that? Would you give 2000 a day for 30 days? 60K? I don't know. That'd be tempting. I think that'd be very, very tempting. Uh, but I'm not doing it. Uh, you couldn't get me. Jeff Wong says, no effing way. I am with you, Jeff Wong. Isn't our cockroaches the ones that um, when you let one in, you let like a bazillion in? Isn't that what they do? I think they do. Uh, I am saying no. I hope any reasonable person is saying no. I think most of us would say no. I'm looking actually for somebody, anybody that would actually say yes. Right? I, I don't I don't know how anybody would say uh yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Did you know this? There is a YouTube impersonator out there. Name is, uh, let me see here. Let me make sure I got the right name. He does look like Clay Thompson. Uh, he is a YouTube personality called Big Dawes TV. All right. Big Dawes TV has been going around. This is how sorry some people's lives are. But Big Dawes uh, is apparently a guy that he does look like Clay Thompson. He does. Uh, Big Dawes says, well, you know, I'm a little bit mad because the police or whoever, they decided that they were not going to let him shoot around on the court for the game, the game five the other day. They weren't going to let him do it. He walked right past walked right past the Chase Center security the other day. He don't really look like Clay Thompson. He looks like fat Clay Thompson. You know how when you get older and you see guys that used to play, they got like this sheath over them. They used to be cut. Now they've got like this fat guy. It's not big. They're still in shape. But, you know, he's he's got this fat guy sheath. So this dude walks right in. His name is Dawson Gurley. He walks right in. He walked in 15 
be past 15 layers of security or five layers of security, had a 10-minute shoot-around the other day. Just walked right in, shoot, sweet as you please, started shooting around in his uniform. And if you look at him, yeah, he looks like Clay Thompson, but he doesn't look like an NBA player. Just looks like some guy that looks like Clay Thompson with a little fat sheath over him. You know, the arms, like, like when I posed yesterday, great arms on me, strong arms on me, but it's not, I'm a 60-year-old guy. It's not like there's definition. I got that sheath. So this guy uh, does look like Clay. He's got the same, same eyes. Uh, you know, my sister ran into this guy in front of the Chase Center this morning, claiming to be Clay Thompson. He's very excited, but I think he's a fake. All right. So this guy's mad at security. Can't believe he's been banned. What are you doing? They should ban you. <laughs> The world we live in, man. That's why we have a what the hell Wednesday. This is not so much a what the hell. This is, oh, baby, I did not know this. Remember Golden Tate, the former Notre Dame player? Perfect name, by the way, to go play uh, at Notre Dame. But do you remember Golden Tate? Golden Tate, the wide receiver, played for a number of years in the NFL. Golden Tate played 11 years in the NFL. Golden Tate was a really good wide receiver. There's no doubt about it. But Golden Tate has decided that he is going to play. Listen to this. He has signed with Lefties Baseball and is going to make his debut in Port Angeles. He is making his debut in the West Coast League. That's pretty cool. See, I support this. I didn't know Golden Tate was done. I feel like I remember when Golden Tate uh, was a rookie. I could have this wrong, but when Golden Tate was a rookie, I think he lived above like a bakery or something, and he and his buddies broke into the bakery and made him some donuts or coffee. I don't know, something like that. So <laughs> Golden Tate, because his name was Golden and he played at Notre Dame, and, well, frankly, he uh, he broke into a donut shop and he got punched by somebody in a locker room. I don't know. But anyway, Golden Tate is uh, – is playing baseball. And I think that's very cool. It is interesting how so many people get so mad at guys that play baseball. My dog's not even happy. You probably hear Lula in the background. We got people coming over to fix cabinets. And uh, yeah, I think she's upset by it. But Golden Tate said, look, man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play baseball. I got to tell you, I'm cool with it. I am. I'm very, very cool with it. Good for you, man. Hey, I'm 60 years old. I don't want to play anything other than something I might get paid in. But if somebody said, hey, you can go play in the minors, I might say no. I don't know. Or I might get my fat ass up, get in shape, and go play baseball. Golden, Golden Tate's in the prime of his career. All right, you got to see this. This is a what the hell. But if it's good, I bet you I could eat. Like, there has been no eating contest that I've ever been in that I got too tired of eating whatever the contestants ate, meaning I was in a rib-eating contest downtown Indianapolis, a bunch, bunch of former Colts players, and I whipped their ass. I got to figure it out. I had 10 ribs per minute. What I have? I had 100 ribs in 10 minutes. I think that's what it was. And I went home and I washed it down. On the way home, I stopped at McDonald's. No, I didn't. I, yeah, Dairy Queen. 
Dairy Queen, and I got whatever Dairy Queen's thing is, mint chocolate chip, not McFlurry. What's Dairy Blizzard? Got a large Blizzard. I am, you can't really see it, but from like here down, I'm a fat, and I eat like crazy. So what we have here, ladies and gentlemen, what we are showing you here is the world's largest chicken nugget. That's right. I said it. The world's largest chicken nugget. TikTok chefs. Of course, they're TikTok chefs. Everything's got to be TikTok or YouTube guy or whatever. Look, all right, a cooking duo, TikTok chefs, created the world's largest chicken nugget. Do you know, I'm curious if any of you can look at that picture and tell me how big that nugget is. That chicken nugget is 46 pounds, 3.34 ounces. How about that? Nick Giovanni, Linja Davis, broke a Guinness World Record when they created the world's largest cake pop back in November of 2021. This time, the duo said, screw that. We made the world's largest cake pop. And if you've ever had a cake pop, it is basically a sucker. And instead of, you know, sugar on top, it's a cake. Pretty good. My record, by the way, I only have one record. I think it's a Guinness World Book of Records. And I stopped only because I, well, frankly, uh, felt like a pig. Was 17 dreamsicles in an hour and a half. Watching a Cubs game. You know what dreamsicles are? They're on a stick. They're kind of like that. There's ice cream inside of a of an orange popsicle. But this wasn't just the popsicle dreamsicle. This was the bar. 17, sitting there thinking about why was I more depressed about when my wife broke up with me when we were dating? Why was I more depressed about that than I was my ex-wife at the time of 22 years? That was crazy. Anyway, so they break this record with a chicken nugget. 115 times larger than the average chicken nugget. Listen to this. 40 pounds of ground chicken, 40 eggs, 40 slices of white bread, half a gallon of whole milk, three-quarter cup onion powder, three-quarter cup garlic powder, one cup of salt, half cup of black pepper. Why has it got to be only a half a cup of black pepper? Why is it a cup of white pepper but only a half a cup? Huh. The nugget was then brushed with more eggs and coated in breadcrumbs before baking. They had to build a special, quote, contraption to put this in a contraption. The nugget was cut into pieces and then shared with cast and crew. So you can go to TikTok if you'd like. And you can see the making of this 45-pound chicken nugget. Now, I got to ask you a question. I want to go through this one more time. This might be the best chicken nugget you ever ate. Let me go through this. Again, 40 pounds of ground chicken. Aren't chicken nuggets made with, like, crap? Not literal crap. But aren't they made with, like, I don't know, uh, everything from the chicken, like, that you don't eat? I don't know, but that thing is big. 
And that thing, I don't think I'd eat that bad. I'd eat a lot of stuff, but I don't think I'm eating that chicken nugget. So let's review, shall we? We've decided we would not, ladies and gentlemen, where is, where is my initial thing here? Hang on, call it. We got a Chinese man that wants to divorce his Chinese wife because after 16 years of marriage, he found out that not only is his wife uh, cheating on him for a long time, but the three daughters he's been raising are not his. And you, the wife, is indignant with this man because this man dare ask for a divorce. These are his children. He's raised them. What are you, an animal chin? Yes. As I tell people, my, my kids mostly, yes, and that's my fault. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. You broke six glasses down here and walked through a screen window, but you're right. That's my fault. My bad. Sorry. All right, next, we got North Carolina. We got a pest control company that is saying, hey, two grand, 100 cockroaches in your house. That's all. We'll get rid of them. You imagine if you knowingly, like knowing, put one cockroach in your house and then you had to sleep there. Uh, I would not like this. When I see anything, now I live on a lake. So, you know, lakes, I am psychotic about closing the door. Like children, millennials today are farm animals. They refuse to close the door. Close the damn door. No way. I like what Sean Black said. 2,000 bucks a day, maybe. You pay 60 grand for the month, probably. All right. Clay Thompson impersonator. All right. Some guy that looks like Clay Thompson, but as you can see, is a bit fat. Uh, he ain't cut like Clay Thompson. He's mad because they kicked him out of the Chase Center and banned him, not allowing him to do his little act. Here's the thing. Guys like that are like guys on Twitter, right? If you engage with them, then they bother you. Because it's their moment. I had a guy, three foolish men yesterday, called my show. They were going to straighten me out. See, when you engage with people, then they got it. Then you got to hear from people. I'm rent free in your head. Okay. There's two things idiots say in these days. I live rent free in your head, and you're a racist. When you're an idiot and you have nothing else to say. Those are the two go-to. So this guy, he's rent-free in Chase Security's head. No, you're not rent-free. We're just kicking your ass out. Golden Tate playing baseball is a what to hell for me, and I ain't mad about it. Good for Golden Tate. No, great for Golden Tate. I like it. Hey, look, 11-year NFL career. You want to play baseball. You're still in great shape. You always dream to play in baseball. There is something romantic about playing baseball in the minors. The reality sucks, but there's something romantic about it. And you know what? Hey, Golden Tate gets a chance to do it. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the world's biggest chicken nugget. Do you wake up one day and say, hey, look, I'm going to make the world's biggest chicken nugget. 
And your wife looks at you and says, you know what? That's a great idea. Uh, that's a really good idea. Let's do that. All right. Linda Cohn is coming up. That's a good segment. That's a really good segment. We got some weird stuff. I would do, hey, Sean Black, I would do $60,000. I would. I think if somebody offered me 60 grand, hey, Lee, would we take 60 grand to let 100 cockroaches in our house? Yeah, 2,000 a day? No. Can I have a cup of coffee? Can I have a cup of coffee? She's executive producer. But my wife, uh, Sean, says no. No, we wouldn't do it for 60 grand. I would do it for 60 grand. Are you crazy? I tell Lee, hey, look, we're going on vacation for a month. What a nice vacation for 60K. <laughs> All right, Linda Cohn is uh it's coming on the show i can't wait i can't no, i really can't yesterday uh or tomorrow today anyway the N nhl finals start i don't know if you know this but the tampa bay lightning have become a i don't know dynasty i think so i mean they're working on a three-peat i mean if we're going to give michael jordan dynasty status for three-peats don't we have to give i think the Tampa Bay Lightning dynasty status if they three peat no. 2019 Stanley Cup, 2000 excuse me, 2020 Stanley Cup, 2021 Stanley Cup. I think personally, if we're going to give all these dynasties, well, you know, six eight years, Golden State, great. I got to give dynasty status. I do. I got to give dynasty status to. Uh, to the Lightning, they get ready to take on the Avs. I got to tell you, the Avs will score it on you. We're going to talk to Linda Cohn about that. We'll get into a little ESPN stuff as well. We will. We'll get into, hey, look, Gary, who is our main man, I just got this text. Uh, yeah, I'll ask Linda about Del Rio. Sure. We'll ask Del Rio. We'll ask anything you want. Look, I ain't mad about it. I ain't afraid of it. And don't at me about it. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know, it's interesting. Like, I went, does this happen to you? Like, I go from getting no texts to um, too many texts. Like, I go days without getting texts. Waiting on Linda Cohn. She is in Denver. She's getting ready for the Stanley Cup tonight. Look, here's the deal with the Stanley Cup. Like, one of the things that tire me out is people just saying, hey, look, I love playoff hockey. 
I heard Van Gundy talking about it the other night, the good one, Jeff. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And then I start thinking, like, why? Everybody says, well, they play so hard. I think they do. But do they play any harder than anyone else? Do they play harder than the basketball? Do they play harder than the football? I will say this about hockey, and I want you to understand this. Did you know this? I don't know how many of you are hockey fans, but did you know? Hold on. Uh, I called the number your peep set. I'm in the waiting room. That's what they said. They said they called. Uh, so anyway, we're waiting on Linda. Love Linda. Hey, Dylan, call her, okay? All right. Oh, good. I'm going to let Linda in. Love talking to Linda Cohn. Here's what I like. When I drive home once in a while... Linda is hosting for Mad Dog or she's hosting for McAfee or she's hosting something in the afternoon. And I love talking to Linda. I love listening to Linda Cohn because she has opinions. She's always had opinions. She is on the Mount Rushmore of Sports Center anchors. Like, I don't do Mount Rushmores, but Linda Cohn is on the Mount Rushmore of. Sports Center anchors, I don't understand why she's not on every freaking day. Like, I don't understand why she's not on in the mornings. I mean, I'm looking at what we got in the mornings, and they're no better. Linda's the best. When Linda's on, you watch. Is Linda joining us now? Dan, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hey, I just gave you a great introduction. Hello? I heard every word, Dan. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Absolutely. I know... Yes, Hello? ma'am. Can you hear me? You got me? Linda, do you got me? I got Linda, you. do you got me? I got you, Dan. Do you hear me? Linda. Linda. Yes. I got to ask you. I got to ask because you. you have opinion. Because you have intro. opinions. Thanks for that intro, by the way. I heard every wonderful word. Thank you, Dan. It's the truth. It's the truth. Um, I got to um, ask you before I gotta we get into the pucks. I got to ask you before we get into the pucks. Feel free not to say anything. Feel free not to say anything. What did you think of the whole Del Rio Rivera thing? Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> the long pause. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I'm probably going to pass on that uh, only because I need to pay my rent right now. So I'm going to do that, but I'd be happy to share my opinions to you via text. <laughs> so, so we'll leave it there. But I, here's the only thing that I will say. It's like I was a little confused because in Ron Rivera's statement, he spoke about the Constitution and freedom of speech, yet he fined his defensive coordinator $100,000 for, you know, sharing his freedom of speech. So that to me was like, oh, Okay, so which is it, you know, type of thing. Um, but, you know, that's what I will say. That's where I was a little confused on uh, by the statement by Ron Rivera. I'm going to ask you something else. I'm going to ask you something because else. Because I'd be a hypocrite. Because I'd be a hypocrite. This is an ambush. This is an ambush right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it is I'm what it is. Our favorite I'm not happy. Day. I'm not happy. I'm with, not happy. Like, with, I don't understand like, why I don't women understand aren't why more women upset, about, aren't more upset about Deshaun Watson. Well, listen, I have I have been very outspoken for months and months. You know, when I'm on SiriusXM, Mad Dog Radio, 
filling in for Pat McAfee or what, with Mad Dog or whatever. The point is, is uh, first of all, A, I know Goodell doesn't make the decisions now reportedly. There's a whole committee and it's headed up by women. Uh, what I said months ago was, why is it taking so long to suspend this guy? Um, uh, the, I don't understand it. I, I think he should get at least eight games. And I also am very disappointed in the Cleveland Browns where they didn't do their due diligence and interview one of these, you know, reported these victims. Now 24, is it? I'm, my head is spinning. I'm losing count. Um, this is not a coincidence. It is now a trend when it comes to Deshaun Watson. So I can't speak for in my entire gender, uh, but I can speak for myself. And I don't know why he's still, A, the highest paid quarterback in the league, B, uh, not suspended yet. Uh, last thing, and then I'll get to hockey. It's like ESPN. You work for all these different places. So the culture, you know, you're. It, 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 I think it would be very powerful. Like, does ESPN or anybody, is there like, a, hey, look, just report the news in this deal? Is there a hesitancy? Because I feel like, and I've talked about this, I feel like, Every show that I watch, I'm just going to use ESPN. I don't see anybody, particularly women, criticizing Watson. What's the culture there? What, what, is there a thing there? Yeah, and I can't speak to that because everyone has their own, like I said, everyone has their own opinion and whether they want to voice it. So, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, I have no comment on that. You know what I'm saying? I just, I can't speak for other people and how they're feeling about a particular subject. I got you. Uh, I'm sorry. I just had to ask you because I think you're very interesting. I think you have opinions, and I know it's – I don't know. If I got you on, we might as well talk, you and me, lady. Oh, I got no problem you asking me, Dan. I got no problem. I mean, you know, I – Dan, we we go way back, and you know how I respect you and adore you. So, um, you know, I I get it. And you're, you're doing your due diligence, as they say. When you look at this Stanley Cup, when you look at this final, what do you see? How are the game's going to be played, in your opinion? Um, it's a great matchup. They're mirror images of each other. The one difference is there's the Tampa Bay Lightning who's won two straight Stanley Cups and have over 200 games of postseason experience compared to the Colorado Avalanche who was in the Cup final for the first time since 2001, and they have something like 20-something games of postseason, you know, of like – you know, Stanley Cup postseason experience, not Stanley Cup final, postseason experience. So um, that's the only difference. And the other big difference, which probably and could determine the outcome of this series, is the goaltending. Andre Vasilevsky is the best in the world. He really wasn't tested all that much by my New York Rangers because they were exhausted by the time uh, they got to game, you know, five and six. Uh, They couldn't get enough pucks on net to really test him. Uh, But he's always there at the right time. We don't know what we're going to get from Darcy Kemper or Pavel Francouz of the Colorado Avalanche. Here's the thing. With hockey, Dan, it's about the goaltending and the special team. And your goalie is your best penalty killer. And your goalie doesn't have to make a lot of saves, but they have to make timely saves. Protecting a one-goal lead late in a game and then watching your, uh, your teammates score and giving you some cushion. It's just amazing how hockey works that way. This game, by the way, if Tampa, this is the game they should steal. The Avs have a nine-day layoff. The Lightning had a nine-day layoff heading into the Eastern Conference Final against the Rangers. Guess what the Rangers did? They capitalized and won the first two games. Again, that was at home, 
But Tampa is has no problem winning on the road. They need to steal game one tonight. The Avalanche, like any sport, I think the NFL is similar to this as well, Dan. You can't just turn on a switch after a long layoff. It takes time. You're not used to getting hit. And that's what, and it's such a fast sport. So don't be surprised if the Lightning win game one, but also don't be surprised if they end up losing the series. I picked the abs before the season began in seven. I wasn't alone. Um, you know, I, I'm going to stay with my pick because I'm not a fraud. I'm not going to jump off the avalanche wagon now. But the Lightning, I'm not going to be shocked if the experience and the goaltender win them a third straight Stanley Cup, and then they are officially a dynasty. That's where I was going because I said earlier, if we're going to talk about Michael Jordan 3 Peter's dynasty, if we're going to talk about six out of eight years, uh, the Warriors as a dynasty, hey, look, you go 3 Pete, I don't give a damn. There is no argument. That's a freaking dynasty. Yeah, and honestly, Dan, there is no argument. I mean, no one's saying it's not. I mean, you could talk about you know, the people forget about the Chicago Blackhawks, as you know, uh, three cups in six years. I mean, is that a dynasty? It wasn't three in a row, but, you know, you could make a case they're up there, but they never are considered that. But when you win it consecutively, and especially, I know there are some haters out there who think the Lightning cheated with a salary cap and kind of, you know, did some things to create, yeah. you know, Nikita Kucherov showing up just for the postseason last year, and he ends up, you know, being their leading scorer, and they win another cup. But in this condensed schedule format in a salary cap era and, you know, and also with this, you know, crazy COVID stupid nuts or bubble, all of this for the lightning to win, to be able, if they can win three in a row is truly remarkable. It's probably, uh, you know, it's just a huge accomplishment with this, you know, it's, it's just an accomplishment. And the other thing, and we can, we can equate it to other sports. I find this interesting that the lightning have done, you wonder, the big question I'm asked a lot is, how do they keep it fresh? How do they stay hungry after you win a championship and then another championship? Well, what they do is they bring in other players, right, who have never won before and create a mix of hungry talent mixed in with the veterans who have won the previous two when we're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's how you get that still hunger in your locker room, right, on the ice to win another. And that's a beautiful formula for success. And the Lightning have done that perfectly. They've let some guys go from the past, brought in some new blood, and it's really worked for them. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about that actually on my afternoon show, and one of the comparisons we made was Andrew Wiggins going to Golden State. That's kind of what the Lightning have done, is it not? You get a guy that's uber-talented guy that gets – go ahead. Yep. Yeah, no, that's a great comparison. I mean, I'm watching that as well. I mean, he was the lone reason. He gave them the spark they needed, plus the big buckets at the right time, right? So giving Golden State this edge now that they have, and we'll see what happens Thursday night. But that's what, you know, the Lightning did by bringing in, you know, like Nick Paul is a guy that I think of. He's a hungry guy. He only plays about 15 minutes a game. But when he gets on the ice, he's their energizer bunny. And he had such a great series against the first round against Toronto when Tampa almost didn't escape. They escaped in seven games against, you know, Austin Matthews and the Maple Leafs. But it was because of this guy, Nick Paul. So that's the role Andrew Wiggins is playing for Golden State right now. Yeah, maybe he wasn't as visible in previous rounds in the NBA Finals, Wiggins, or Paul wasn't as visible in the Rangers series. 
But guess what? He's going to be visible at this final. And it's a great comparison, bringing up a guy like Wiggins. And every sport, you see it, you know, that kind of situation. The guy you least expect to play a role. It doesn't have to be big-time role, but it's when he contributes. Whether it's, if it's basketball, the big steal, the big defensive play, the, you know, the big block. Hey, we all remember Andre Iguodala. We were talking about the Warriors. And it, it earned him an MVP because of the big defensive plays, really, he made at the right time. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I was reading something yesterday. Maybe I missed it today. I'm sure, you know, I miss a lot of stuff. But has um, ha- ha- have the Avs decided who's the goalie tonight? Uh, last I looked, no. As a matter of fact, as, as recent as yesterday, me, and this is the day before the game, Darcy Kemper. Right. And unless they didn't make it public, but um, maybe it happened, has happened during our conversation. Morning skate is at 10 o'clock local time here in Denver. I'm sure, I'm really sure Jared Bednar, the head coach, obviously must have texted one of these dudes last night. And then this morning we'll make it public. If it's not Darcy Kemper, I think that's a mistake. The guy deserves it. Um, not that he's been lights out, but because he had the eye injury in the first round, came back, was healthy enough to be a backup in the elimination game against the Rangers. He was ready to play. Um, he deserves it. They, um, uh, Joe Sackick, their GM, went out and got him, traded a first-round pick to get this guy in the offseason. He was their number one all season long. Let's see what he does. But you know what? I would have a short leash. Uh, we'll see how it goes in game one. But I, I have no problem with the Avs using the Pavel Francos. They call him Frankie the rest of the way because he has been more than serviceable and he's played better than a backup. But look for Kemper tonight. I'm always, fa- I'm always fascinated by two, two things with this particular story. Number one, based on uh, your knowledge of the history of hockey, is this – completely uncommon that the day before you're not in the final. I'm not talking about for a game. I'm talking about in the final debating who the goalie is. Uh, That's number one. And number two, um, do you think that when, when you look at the mentality of a goalie, is it like a quarterback where, you know, is a short leash okay historically? Is a short leash bad? Is it, you know, like a quarterback you can't even give competition to a quarterback or else everybody in the building starts crying. You can't do that. you got to have your own team. Is that the same way for a goalie? And is this historically, has this happened before where we don't know who the goalie is? Yeah, it's definitely happened before, but I liked your comparison to a quarterback. The position of goaltender in the National Hockey League, especially Stanley Cup playoffs, obviously, is a great uh, comparison to the quarterback. It's the most important position on their respective teams, right? And, you know, every, like quarterbacks, because you never know if the starter gets hurt, You ha- as a backup, you have to be prepared. You have to know your crap. You have to be prepared to go in at any given moment. Hey, same goes for the backup goalie. You have to be You're sitting on the bench, but you're not reading a book. You have to be prepared mentally, physically, to be ready to play at a moment's notice. And I think more so in the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs, because the opposition looks to take a piece out of the opposing goalie, looks to, you know, run them over at times and try to get away with it without goalie interference being called in. So you have to be ready to play. So these two guys, Camper and Francois, you know, usually the two goalies like each other on every given team, at least publicly. And so they know what this is about. And, and you know, they're going to root for each other. 
But each of them, at this point, as we speak today, they are prepared to go in uh, and be a part of the Stanley Cup final. They have to be. If you're in the NHL and you're, you're at this level, you always have to be prepared to play and be, play at your best, else you're a goner. All right. I always use this analogy, okay, when I don't really know that we can define. Supreme Court justice said, I don't know. I can't define pornography, but I know it when I see it. What <laughs> defines a short leash? What defines a short leash for a goalie? Is it like I can't define it, but I know when we got to get his ass out of there? You know what I'm saying? Like, can you define yeah. a short leash? Yeah. Okay. There are different definitions, but when you're talking about the beginning of a Stanley Cup final, like, like let's say Darcy Kemper gets in the net and it's four nothing Tampa. Okay. Uh, here's what the game is over. I don't care when it is. First period, second period. Um, you know, I, Colorado. I shouldn't say the game is over. It's firepower avalanche. But you have Andre Vasilevsky in the lightning next. If it's four nothing Tampa in the second period, first period. You're taking Darcy Kemper out of this game, and you're giving Pavel Frantzos, you know, cleanup duty, mop-up duty, at least get his legs going against this team and what he's facing against the Lightning. That was, if I'm Coach Jared Bednar and I'm losing 4 nothing, I'm taking Darcy Kemper out. I'm saying, you know what? I'm putting my guy, my backup in there who hasn't played like a backup, Pavel Frantzos. Now, the big decision is when I lose game one and I'm playing an important game two also at home and I'm down 0-1, who do I start? Well, then I'm starting Pavel Francois. But there'll be people out there who say, you know, give Kemper another shot. The leash isn't long enough, considering what he was coming back from. But, again, when you have a backup goalie that honestly is playing just as good and just as, you know, has the numbers as a starter, that's what I would do. So that would be my short leash. Big hole. And also the goals he lets in. You know, Dan, if they're bad goals, right, if they're goals that, you know, NHL goalies are supposed to stop, where you can just tell that he's slow, he's not moving side to side, he's losing sight of the puck. That's another reason why I would pull him, where Kemper is just not ready. Remember, he had an eye injury in the first round against Nashville. Eyes. Last I looked, you need your eyes to be working if you're an NHL goalie. <laughs> so there's basically two leashes here. There's an in-game leash, like, all right, and then there's a series leash, right? If I'm yeah. down two to nothing after the first period, and again, I can't define it, but I'm the coach, so I know it when I see it. I mean, would it would it be the kind of situation if he gives up a you know a bad goal or he isn't doesn't look right? Would they go in a second period type of thing in game? I think the third goal is the key. If he's down two nothing after one, and the goals are just meh, you okay. know, kind of thing, you'd still keep Darcy Kemper in. But they'll see how the team comes out in the second period. And if they fall behind the dreaded 3 nothing, then I think, depending on what that third goal looks like, a 45-foot wrist shot, you know, with one guy maybe screened, then I, would, I really would pull him. You can't mess around, and you're at home. It's not a panic move. Uh, if he had a backup goalie, like I said, that didn't have playoff experience, I'd say keep Kemper into the end of this game, see how it plays out, because I have a high-powered scoring team that can come back from a three-goal deficit. But it just depends, Dan, again, I hate to repeat myself, but how these goals are. If they're not Darcy Kemper's fault, okay, then I'd leave them in. But if they're questionable-type goals where, uh, I think he could have had that one back, 
oh, I think he should have, probably thinks he could have had that one back. Well, then I'd make the move. But that's me as a head coach, okay? Who knows with these guys behind the bench? But that's how I feel. Uh, but you do like, you you do think if you're going to steal a game, uh, tonight's the night, eh? Tonight is the night for the Lightning to steal a game. They have to pull a New York Rangers, what the Rangers did to them, and do it on the road, and the Lightning are capable of winning everything, anything on the road. And they know it. Gosh, they're so experienced. The experience is going to be absolutely incredible. And, you know, Tampa has had just enough, um, enough time to rest. You know, they, they, they finished up Saturday night. Now Wednesday night, that's a perfect time for a hockey player to get his legs back and get the rest he needs. It's a nice balance. And they might get Braden Point back. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, again, this guy is a, is a creator, is, a, is an offensive machine added to the already offensive machines they have in Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman. I mean, I can go on at Palat, Mr. Big Gold Palat, you know, uh, and all of that. So Colorado has never faced a team like the Lightning this run. With all due respect to the Avalanche, they've had an easier run, Dan, to the final. Easier competition to the final than the Lightning have had. The Lightning have had to go, go through, you know, Toronto, who many, many thought was going to end up in the final, took them seven. They swept Florida, the President's Trophy winner. The Rangers, you know, hungry, battling. They had home ice. They beat the Rangers, you know, and they were down 0-2 to the Rangers in that series and 2 nothing in game three, and they came back. What is the Nationalists, what is the Carlisle face? an undermanned, hurt Nashville team without their number one goalie. A St. Louis team that, okay, they played hard, but they weren't a difference maker. You know, and then Edmonton, they shut down, obviously, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, who was playing hurt. But, you know, that team wasn't deep, and their goalie stunk in Mike Smith. I'm sorry. Now they're up against the all-world goaltender and Andre Vasilevsky. I know I picked the Avs before the season began, I'm not going to jump off their wagon. That's why I think it's going seven. But I'm not going to be shocked if the Lightning find a way to win this series and win their third straight Stanley Cup. Are you bitter? Are you bitter right now about your Rangers? Are you looking to the future of your Rangers? Are you proud of your Rangers? Where are you at with your Rangers? I am proud of my New York Rangers. Um, I am not bitter I am so well. Anyone, anyone who wants, even if you're not a Ranger fan, if you don't realize how much losing matters to certain guys, you need to watch the post game after they were eliminated when Chris Kreider and Mika Zimbanejad were at the podium, and they were close to tears when reporters asked about, you know, how are you feeling right now? What does it mean to lose? And they. They, there was a long pause, and they were, they had to figure out the words, empty, sad. And it was like when any parent out there, when you ask your kid or when someone asks you when you're, you know, down on the dump, hey, are you okay? And then you, you have to hold back tears. That's what it was like. So I'm really, they all, they gave their all. They overachieved. Nobody ever thought if they would take the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs in six games. I don't care that they had a two-game-to-none lead. They ran out of gas. They were, unlike the NBA, where you get a week off between games, they were playing every other night. They had two seven-game series. You know, they just ran out of energy, ran out of gas, but not effort. So, well, I think most Ranger fans are very proud of this, the display they, sh- they we watched. That's a, that's a 
that's, that's, you know, I, I married a lady <clears throat> who spent a long time in Syracuse and that, that kind of sympathy, that kind of empathy seems very odd to me from a New York sports fan, but I'll run with it. It was well stated, obviously, Linda. It was certainly uh, well backed, but seems odd to me for a New York sports fan to be that empathetic, but maybe we live in a new world. Maybe we do. No, it's not even the new world. It's not the new world. New York sports fans love hardworking players. New York sports fans, right, like me, and you know I'm a big Giants fan, okay, right? Big Rangers fan or the top Mets fan. I want to see my players give a you-know-what, okay, when they lose, okay? When they don't, when they're happy and smiling and exchanging jerseys after games, after a difficult loss, I got a problem with that, okay? Most New Yorkers have a problem with that. What we don't have a problem with is our players showing empathy, giving a crap that that loss meant something to them, and it's not, and they're genuine. And, you know, they're genuine. And this is a likable team, and that is why Ranger fans understand. But disappointed, we're all disappointed. It would have been amazing to get to a Game 7 back at, MSG, where the fans were the best. I've been. I went to Game Two. I was right on the glass. What an experience! Unbelievable. I mean, everyone talks. Oh, our fan base is the great. Oh, our building is the loudest. Uh, you know, come watch in the playoff game of the New York Rangers at MSG. Then get back to me, okay? So yeah. To answer your question, Dan, uh, looking forward to next year. Uh, they'll make the right moves. They need more physicality. They need more uh, depth. And they just, you know, you can't win with just one or one and a half uh, great scoring lines, which is what they had. But they have the best goalie in Igor Shosturkin, and he's amazing. It was a great battle of Russian goalies, by the way. Uh, Shosturkin had more of the work, and he kept that team in it. Rangers fans have a lot to look forward to. Now, 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 let me tell you something, Dan. To your point, to your point, Dan, if next year they don't go to at least a conference final again, further than they went before or a, a final, well, then the New Yorkers you know and are aware of, that includes me, I will be severely disappointed. I mean, big time. I know. Did you, did you, you said you were on the glass. Did you pound on the glass? You know what? I used to frown upon people who pound on the glass. I'm like, they can't hear you. <laughs> I pounded on the glass. It just happens when you get close to the glass. I was standing there peripheral to the each goal after the second period. I got down there, and I, I never moved. I stood there. Like, I had a friend in high places, got me down there. I was there with my brother. I did not, we did not move from the spot from the beginning of the second period on. And there I was, you know, banging on the glass. Guilty as charged. And I was on the jumbotron in between uh, during a TV timeout. How about that? <laughs> Now, they didn't know did, who I was. Uh, I had my Ranger hat. I was I was disguised as a Ranger fan. Nobody knew who I was. They just had me up there like, you know, hey, look at me. I'm a happy Ranger fan. <laughs> at Colts, at, at, at games around here, you're on the jumbo tramp for one of three, one of four reasons. You're chugging a beer. You're dancing like an idiot. You got kiss cam or what was the other one? We Oh, you're holding up a baby. That's what they do around here. That's, oh, that's the jumbo tramp. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you, what what time are you on TV today? 
Well, I'm on ESPN Plus tonight. Uh, we have the post game on ESPN Plus. It's called In the Crease. It's on ESPN Plus. All games of the Stanley Cup final can be seen on ABC and ESPN Plus. If you're not near a TV, so you can watch it on ESPN Plus, the game, wherever you are on your screen. So my post game with Kevin Weeks, former NHL goalie, great analyst, will be coming on a half hour right after the game ends on ESPN Plus. It's called In the Crease. So it'll be fun. I'll be in the building. I'm in Denver. Tell you, it's beautiful, it, by the way. If you are you going down to the are you going to put on a, uh, a jersey and go down and start banging on the class tonight? If something doesn't, you know, are you going to make a spectacle, Linda? Nah. <laughs> I'm maybe, with you. Maybe if I nah. ever work for you guys, nah. if I ever if I ever work for another network, I, I make a spectacle. But I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not that person, Dan. You know that. I'm not either. I, I I sit in the corner, drink my beer, and inside I die because I probably bet on one of the two teams. So that's how, <laughs> that's kind of how I. <laughs> hey, I'll talk to you I, later. I, I'm gonna I, call I, you later on. Thank you, thank you. You're the best. Right, Dan, th- thank you, Linda. Thanks for having me. As always, it was fun. Continued success, Dan. You too. You too. You got to watch tonight. ESPN Play. There's no better breakdown than what you just heard right there. You're not gonna hear a better breakdown of the NHL finals than what you just heard. How is she not on the coverage? Like somebody explain that to me. How is Linda Cohn not leading the coverage tonight? Uh, I got a couple stories. One involves not Brittany Griner, but Brittany bitch. <laughs> and look, if you've ever Airbnb'd, you want to hear this next story. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody coming on. Uh, We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, we've already discussed. That's why this show is so great. We discuss everything. It's interactive, too. But, look, a couple of things. Uh, It is Wednesday. We're getting ready for the Stanley Cup. Tomorrow we're going to get ready. What I think, I think is going to be the last game of the NBA season as we get ready for the TBT, which I will be calling on ESPN. But anyway, uh, there are certain things that scare me. Scare is the wrong word. Let me put it this way. There are certain things that I think about. Do you remember back when Aaron Andrews had that peephole incident that ultimately she got a ton of money on. A video was released of her naked, which, by the way, I didn't even want to watch. I don't like those things. I don't like 911 calls. I don't like uh, peering into people's stuff. Like, it's just not my thing. But Aaron won, or won a lawsuit, got some money. guy who did it got arrested, went to jail for a little bit. Maybe he's still in jail. I don't know. But every time I go to an Airbnb or every time I go to a hotel, in fact, this actually happened, I think. I'm 99% sure this happened when my wife 
myself, my kids, my cousins, or my, my, my nephews uh, came to look at this house. I think the people that own the house, I could be wrong about this, but I think they had hidden cameras in there. And I don't know if that's illegal or not. I don't care. But they made a comment one time about my nephew Pete not liking the house. And I think my nephew Pete's only been here twice. Once was before we bought it. So maybe, actually, I've thought about this. Maybe there's hidden cameras in here now. Maybe I should go FBI and have it swept. But a woman, uh, a woman made a claim about sprinklers in an Airbnb. Look, uh, one of the things that I find interesting about an Airbnb is, are there hidden cameras? You guys know this. There could be 15 different hidden cameras. But a woman who stayed at a Philadelphia rental property with a group of girlfriends went on Twitter, said, hey, be cautious booking Airbnbs. My friends and I stayed in Airbnb in Philly with over 10 hidden cameras all over the house, including the showers and bedrooms. Some were disguised as sprinkler system, but it has a camera lens. She put a series of pictures and photos from inside the house. Well, the rep for Airbnb and the woman's allegations took them very seriously, and they got the police involved. The rep they confirmed there were not any hidden cameras or undisclosed cameras, and the sprinklers had regular sprinkler heads. The detective confirmed that they planned to close that particular deal. Well, I got to tell you, that's, that story hit us here, and I'm like, man, you know what? I think the majority of people feel that way. I think the majority of people feel like even when I go to a hotel, man, oh, man, there are cameras around here, certainly in Airbnb. I did. I thought that was very odd. I thought that the whole thing kind of brought out, and I don't know why this is a story. I mean, doesn't this happen all the time? Uh, doesn't this always transpire that people think that there is stuff in their room? But I got to tell you, for me personally, this hit me because I'm one of those people that always thinks there's something up. I always think that you are getting over on me always. And I don't mean sometimes, I mean always. So I always figure, look, there's got to be a hidden camera in here. There's got to be something somewhere here. Something's going on here. And I don't know what the hell it is, but I ain't liking it. I think that every single time, like I'm here's so I avoid anno, uh, uh, annoyance when I get a bill. Like we went to play trivia last night at the district tap and I get the bill and I open it and I just look at the bottom because if I start going through the bill, number one, I hate myself. And number two, it just puts me in a situation that I did not like. I do not like. So I just avoid it. I open it, act like I'm looking at it, give it and go. I can't stand things that make me, things like that. I think I have ADHD. What the hell is it all? ADD? I don't know. But I got everything. Because I swear to God, I think that somebody is always getting over on me every time, including with cameras. Is what it is. Speaking of Britney, bitch. Not Britney Griner who should be out of jail. I don't know how she's not out of jail. I don't know what the hell our people are doing. You got to get Britney Griner out of freaking jail. But anyway, Britney Spears. Now, full disclosure, I'm too old to know the true magnitude of Britney Spears. I remember going into 
a friend of mine's house. We were staying, my wife and I, in the son's bedroom. You know, you spend the night, the kids got to go sleep downstairs, you know, and he had a picture of this smoking hot woman with like oil and stuff. And I'm like, hey, who's that? They're like, it's Britney, bitch. I just like saying it. Probably get deleted. I don't know. But Britney Spears got remarried. There's some weird stuff going on in this world. I mean, there's some weird stuff. Do you remember when Dwayne Haskins had his funeral and his parents didn't go? Well, Britney Spears um, gets married. She doesn't invite her family members to the wedding. Like, she doesn't invite her brother to the wedding. Now, I'm sitting there going, hold on a sec. What are we doing? Why are, do you think, I, I wish this was a call-in show. Why do you think all of these folks that get rich quick, that get famous quick, or there's two questions that I have. One of them I don't think I can ask. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can ask. But a lot of, well, I will ask, a lot of NBA greats have children that are homosexual. I, I, we were, I was talking to one of them. And he pointed them out to me. He goes, yeah, this, I go, really? That's, is there, I don't know. I, I, it's very weird to me. Why do famous people have such problems with their families? Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk to his kid or his, his mom and dad. Britney Spears, uh, the whole conservative thing, which I don't understand, but all I know about Britney Spears of late, and I love talking about Britney Spears, is that all she does is pose naked on Instagram. And then she gets married to a 28-year-old. She's, she's uh, 40. And she walked herself down the aisle. Here comes the bride, all dressed in white. Here comes the bride. I don't even know the words. That's all I know. But... <laughs> Why do, why, there's a phenomenon, and I'm not criticizing any of them. I mean, I'm friends with the dudes I'm talking about, the NBA player. I, I, I'm not, I'm just saying these things, like, I didn't realize all of this because, frankly, I pay attention to what I'm supposed to pay attention to. But now that I got this show, I'm asking people, I'm talking outside my own personal box. But why is it we have all these damn problems? I mean, a ton of them with our families. Like Aaron Rodgers, by all accounts, has a brother, Jordan. He was on The Bachelor. He seems to talk. He doesn't talk to his family. Britney Spears walks herself down the aisle. And a source told People Magazine she cried happy tears. All right. That's great, man. Um, I don't know. It, it seems to me that I don't know. It, it, don't we just, I don't know. It, it, I always say this. You never know what is happening when somebody closes the damn front door. So Britney Spears is this rock star who I see on this picture. She's all over the place. I don't know. Then it becomes a debate whether she can sing without a sympathizer. Oh, you're giving me a headache my whole life. Britney Spears has been giving me a headache, but I kind of am fascinated by it. So then she comes out and she has, I don't know, what's she doing? She's uh, trying to get her career going. So what's a better way to get your career going than show up on Instagram naked? All right. 
Then, to make it even weirder, listen to this. Her ex-husband, Jason Alexander, uh, not the Jason Alexander from Seinfeld, listen to this cat. This cat decides he's breaking into the wedding. He's like, hey, man, I'm here. Why are you here? I'm here because, well, frankly, uh, I'm trying to crash her wedding. That's what he said. There is a restraining order against this guy, the ex-husband, that he must stay 100 yards away from both Spears and her now husband. He cannot communicate whatsoever, text, call, social media, with either of them. Listen to this. So this genius uh, pled not guilty to trespassing vandalism. The DA slapped him with a felony stalking charge. He's incarcerated. Bail is set at 10 grand. And Brittany says, hey, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm firing my security team. How'd this idiot get into Brittany's home hours before she was supposed to get married? Let me tell you something, Brittany. I'm getting rid of that security team too. And this idiot, Jason Alexander, not the Seinfeld Jason Alexander, ex-husband of Brittany Jason Alexander, I don't know what this means. No, I do know what this means. He live-streamed the invasion on Instagram. He was armed with a knife when he entered Spears' home. How about that? How about this guy? You know what's undefeated? You know what's undefeated? It ain't the 72 Dolphins. It ain't only the 72 Dolphins. It's undefeated, ladies and gentlemen. It is undefeated. No word from KFED. That's a name from the past, K-Fed. Remember K-Fed, one of the dancers that she married, had a couple kids with? Yeah, but this guy, Jason Alexander, I think she married him for like 10 minutes. Like, I don't even know, maybe 14 minutes. I don't know. So she marries this guy. He loses his mind. Well, because he's nuts. And this cat is in jail. And because he was able to get into the house, he, guess what? Uh, she fired her security team. I would fire the living hell out of everybody. If they got into the dockage compound and I was hiring big fat ex-fighters to, uh, you know, protect the crib, I'm firing everybody. Seriously, aren't you? I think I am. Man. Let me ask you a question. In the real world, do these things happen? I mean, I was the best man at a wedding when I was just out of college. It was my good friend, Brian Pilar. I'm up there giving a speech. I'm standing. There's the bride. There's the groom. There's everybody. I forgot the bride's name. I'm looking right at it. Panic set in. Brian and... Mrs. Pillar, swear to God, swear to God, that's about the weird. We used to make fun of when my aunt got remarried. She got married a couple times. We used to make fun of one of our uncles uh, busting in, right? 
we used to make fun of him being, you know, it's not funny anymore, but this was like 1974, maybe I was 12. We used to talk about him busting in and shooting up the place. We did. When my brother and I would talk about it all the time. Now it's not funny. Now it's, shoot, I mean, it might happen. I mean, we would never talk about it, but that's what we used to do. We used to talk about somebody busting in, right, and fighting the groom. Somebody busting in and uh, sweeping away. I remember my mother, we, we, we had devised this thing with my aunt where Uncle Mike was going to come in, sweep Aunt Debbie away, and away they go, right at the altar. Or somebody was going to come in and, you know, hold the entire place hostage. We had all these scenarios, but now you can't because they might happen. People are freaking nuts. People are insane. But it is Britney, bitch. <laughs> Stranded on an island, you have a choice. Listen to Linda Cohn's voice or Nancy Grace's voice for the rest of your life. I'll take Linda Cohn any day of the week. Linda Cohn's awesome. Let me tell you what you do if you're stranded on an island with Linda Cohn. You sit there and you talk sports and you have a great time. Linda Cohn is number one in my mind. Uh, Linda Cohn is absolutely on the Mount Rushmore of SportsCenter. Don't even at me about it, people. It's insane that anybody would think any differently. Dan, what's your fascination with Britney Spears? I don't know. I don't know. But Dylan sent me these articles yesterday, and I'm like, I got to talk about Britney, bitch. I think it's just because I say that. And I think it's because I legitimately, I legitimately am too old that I don't know about, you know, the whole thing, and I'm catching up. And it also is legitimately, I hear all of these people, all these people that say, well, you know, you're objectifying women and all that. Hey, look, I don't know whether we're supposed to look or we're not supposed to look at Britney Spears posting herself naked. But the question becomes, why does Britney Spears feel the need to post naked all the time? Go the Elizabeth Hurley route. Go the Elizabeth Hurley route. And that route is get yourself a gown, take pictures of you, and you look splendid. Go the George Clooney route. Do you ever see a picture of George Clooney not looking 100% all there? Look up Elizabeth Hurley. You ever see a picture of Elizabeth Hurley not 100% all there? No, you never do. That's the route to take as you get into your 40s. Look, when you're 20 and you want to wag it, fine. Uh, I tell my stepson all the time, he's a rapper. He's a great rapper, by the way, Jay Shaw. I tell him all the time, if I looked like you, I'd never wear a shirt. But when you turn 40, class it up a little bit, people. Elizabeth Hurley should be an icon. Melania Trump, an icon. Britney Spears is, is what? That's why I'm fascinated. That's why I say to myself, hey, look, I don't know what the hell's going on around here. Why does a 40-year-old woman feel like she's got to pose naked? Class it up, lady. Class it up, gentlemen. Keep it classy. A lot of people don't like Brooks Kepka. A lot of people don't like, and I got a friend of mine that won $450 off Brooks Kepka in a team golf match, and Kepka got mad, walked out, and didn't pay. Michael Jordan owes me six grand. Those of you that listen to my show, you hear it all the time. I'm never going to stop until I get a $6,000 check. And I really, I wouldn't even cash it. I would just say, hey, look, he paid me six grand. But Brooks Kepro was right about one thing before I get to a bet for tonight. Brooks Kepka was right about this. Why are we still talking about the LIV golf tournament? Is there a black cloud hanging over the U.S. Open? Let me explain the answer to that. You're talking about it because it's interesting, and you got to have stuff leading up to the U.S. Open, but absolutely not. 
There is no black cloud hanging over the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open week is glorious because they make the courts tough. Players are going to complain about it, and the best and the cream rises to the top. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking about getting a vasectomy, not ladies, gentlemen, if you're thinking about getting a vasectomy, then do yourself a favor. Do it this week. I did it. I got myself a vasectomy. I got it on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I went and spoke at a basketball camp. I got infected. Do you know how much it hurts when you get it infected down there? Do you know what a pain in the, you know what, literally it is? Awful. Uh, I put bag of ice or bag of peace tradition on the satchel, stayed in bed from 7 o'clock, or not in bed, on the couch, from 7 o'clock in the morning on Thursday until Sunday night when the U.S. Open ended. I had all kind of visitors. People would come over. I'll never forget Shelly Meyer, Urban's wife, bringing me over word searches. I literally sat there and did word searches while I had a throbbing sack. But I wouldn't change it. Hey, by the way, those of you that listen to my show will know the answer to this. Do you know the name of my doctor? Do you know the name of the guy that does all the vasectomies for all of the men that I know in Bowling Green and around Bowling Green, Ohio? I think we've talked about this, Steamboat. Dr. Richard Tapper. That's right. Dr. Dick Tapper literally did all of the vasectomies in Bowling Green. When my buddy, uh, Dr. Todd Stoner, I said, who do I go to? He goes, you got to go to Dr. Tapper. I go, shut up. Who do I go to? Like, who do I really go to? He goes, Dan, you got to go to Dr. Tapper. That's it. I go, what's his, who is it? Dr. Richard Tapper. I go, come on. Uh, yesterday, I won you some money with game one afternoon baseball. I won you some cash. Today, I'm going to win you even more. Today, I'm going to give you the White Sox. I'm not sure why, but I'm going to give you the White Sox. They're minus 110 against Detroit. Yesterday, I gave you the Cardinals. Cardinals handled their business easy. Uh, don't take the White Sox unless you're fully committed to the White Sox. The other bet that I would give you is I would take the Phillies and Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson's from the great state of Indiana. Kyle Gibson's a competitive dude. The Phillies have played really well. More juice, minus 115. But I'm on a roll here, people. Ixnay, Ixnay, Ixnay on the uh, White Sox. Take the Phillies. Pay the juice. Win the money. Toes are tapping, and away you go. Also, I'm going to listen to Linda Cohn. I'm going to listen to Linda Cohn because I think Linda Cohn is brilliant. I'm going to go ahead tonight, and I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm getting plus money. If there is a game to steal, as Linda said, this is it. The over-under is six. That feels a little sexy to me. Like, I feel like whenever the Avs play, they score a bunch. Goalie for the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning is fantastic. We all know that. Goalie for the Avs up in the air. But I'm going to take the Lightning tonight. I'm going to get plus money on it, and we'll see what happens. I'm going to bet 100 bucks to get 240 back, 140 that I win and my 100 back, for those of you that don't, don't really get it. If I were to show you my bets... Uh, it would show you win, 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 loss, win, win. It's five out of six. I'm on a roll. Take the Phillies. Take the Lightning. If you get a chance, come on over to 107.5 The Fan or 93.5 The Fan. The website is 103.5, 107.5thefan.com. 
1075thefan.com. You can hear our show coming up here in an hour, noon to three on that station. As always, Dylan, thank you so much. Jacob, Davey, Ryan, everybody that puts this show on. We had a little technical issue this morning, but Corey got in there and he got her done, baby. Corey and the boys down in Nashville got it done so that I can, well, spew my nonsense to some, wisdom to others, humor to all. I hope everybody has a great day. Look, here in Indianapolis, it is a thousand degrees. So do yourself a favor. Stay inside. Don't let your damn dog sit outside all day. Don't do it. I got to go to the bathroom. That's why I'm squirming. Dockage, I usually try to end this show when it says on this little clock right here, uh, what is it, 1057. But I got to leave early because I've been sitting here. I've had three cups of coffee. I got to go potty. Dockage, it is 1057. I'm out.